Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci, and this is We the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, May 10, 2021. Italy has administered 24,054,000 shots of vaccine, 7,401,000 Italians are fully vaccinated, 12.3% of the population. The regions who fully vaccinated the highest percentage of the population still remain Liguria, Molise, Marche, Emilia-Romagna and Valle d'Aosta. Those who instead vaccinated the lowest percentage of the population are Sicily, Calabria, Sardinia, Campania and Lazio. 76% of Italians over the age of 80 have been fully vaccinated. This percentage drops to 15% for those aged 70 to 79 and 10% for those aged 60 to 69. Italy is ninth in the world and fourth in Europe for total number of doses administered, but is 20th in the world and 11th in Europe for doses administered in relation to the population. Certainly, there is a problem with the AstraZeneca vaccine. In Sicily, Calabria and Basilicata, almost half of the doses delivered lie in refrigerators and used because citizens do not want it. But even in Naples, a few days ago, the police had to intervene because most of the 4,000 booked to the administration of the vaccine pretended Pfizer instead of AstraZeneca. The result is that today, two hubs in Naples, the capital of the Campania region, are closed for lack of Pfizer doses. The problem of Campania is that in the first phase of the campaign, a greater number of vials was assigned to the older regions and Campania is not among them because its citizens have a lower average age than other regions. However, in other parts of Italy there is confidence in AstraZeneca. Last Tuesday there was the record number of administrations in Italy of this vaccine since the beginning of the campaign and other regions are asking for the annual stocks from the regions that do not use them. These are Veneto, Emilia-Romagna, Piedmont and especially Lombardy, which has only 50% of stocks left, necessary for the second dose to those who have already had the first. Meanwhile, another 7 million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine are expected by the end of June in Italy, but they will be the last, because the European Commission has decided not to renew the contract because the delivery times have rarely been respected by AstraZeneca, and this has put all countries in difficulty in vaccination planning. Instead, with regard to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, there is the hypothesis of using it in mountain municipalities, especially in Abruzzo and Calabria, with mobile teams of the civil protection. This vaccine is single dose, recommended preferentially to the over 60. It should be used mainly to intercept those who are wary and not reachable in the categories more as most at risk. On the other hand, there are still 2 million people over 70 to be immunized. By mid-May, the quota should be reduced to a minimum, limited only to the Novax. As every Monday, just a few numbers about the situation of the contagion in Italy. Over the past seven days, with regard to the new positive cases, we have a percentage change of minus 19.1% compared with the previous seven days. In the same period, the average change in the number of patients admitted to two COVID wards was minus 15.9%. With regard to intensive care units instead, in the last seven days the average change was minus 14.8%. On average, in the last seven days, we had 237 deaths a day, with a variation of minus 14.6% compared to the previous seven days. The number of people who died in the last 24 hours was 139, still a very high number, but also the lowest since October 25 of 2020. It's an indication that the trend is going in the right direction and all of all these curves, this is the one we hope will go down the fastest. 
We've seen only minus signs for five weeks now and the speed of descent of the numbers keep going well. This is the first week in which all minus signed figures are in double digits, all figures drop more than 10%. That's good. <coughs> Another good thing is that from today, Italy has no more red zones, the ones with the highest number of restrictions. All regions are yellow, except for the two islands, Sicily and Sardinia, that are orange, like Valle d'Aosta. The improving data have allowed Puglia, Basilicata and Calabria to go from orange to yellow. The next step, hopefully soon, will be to see some regions in the white zone, the one with the least restrictions. The next, the next could be Molise, already next Monday. It'll be a decision that will be taken on Friday, next Friday, together with the hypothesis of moving the curfew, which has become the object of great arguments between the very different parties that support the government. Another highly anticipated decision is that of the rules and date for the reopening of the wedding and religious ceremonies sector, which is expected to reopen in mid-June. But there is a new problem, which in reality is not new at all, that worries Italy. With the arrival of the milder months from the meteorological point of view, there has been a resurgence in the number of migrants leaving the coasts of North Africa in search of a better future and fleeing hunger, war and poverty. In the first week of May, almost three times as many migrants landed on the Italian coast compared to the same period last year. This is a serious and enormous problem that involves all of Europe and not just Italy, but the Italian coasts, and in particular those of Lampedusa, the mar marvelous Sicilian island, are the first to encounter the boats that bring them to Europe. These are people, human beings in difficulty, who have done nothing wrong and have only the misfortune of being born in a part of the world much more difficult and dangerous than Europe. Italy has always been trying to convince Europe to manage this very delicate issue as a European one, because African migrants do not all want to stop in Italy, but to distribute themselves where they can have a future and therefore throughout Europe. Many of them want to join other friends or relatives of theirs who have already in different, in different countries of Europe, exactly as it happened to the Italian immigrants who left for America more than 100 years ago. The politics of how to deal with this problem is the issue that most of all divides Italian citizens and the parties that represent them, including those who are in the majority of the government today. But Europe is also divided, not only from an ideological point of view, but also between those who want Europe to manage the issue, especially the countries of Southern Europe that are the most involved, for obvious geographical reasons, and those of Northern Europe where immigrants arrive only by crossing Southern Europe. Immigration is an urgent, divisive and sensitive issue everywhere. Italy has a history as a country that has seen many millions of its citizens emigrate and only for a few years has had to deal with the opposite phenomenon, that of people who, instead of leaving, arrive. According to a recent study, despite a turbulent uh, year due to COVID-19 and the threat of a lasting economic recession, the most valuable, valuable Italian brands ranking has risen by 11% to reach a total brand value of 114.6 billion dollars. Uh, Italian luxury brands continue to dominate, accounting for 42% of the total brand value of the top 30. 12 categories are represented in the ranking, reflecting the diverse strengths of Italian businesses. High-end fashion, food, telecoms, cars and energy suppliers are all appear in the top 10. Strong brand equity, agility and the rapid response have offered businesses insulation from the crisis. The performance of Italian brands demonstrates how stronger brands have suffered less than competitors and are recovering more quickly in Italy. Leading the ranking luxury fashion label Gucci, worth more than $33.8 billion, has seen its brand value rise by 12% in the past year. 
Italian luxury brands tend to generate most of their sales from outside of Italy and demand has remained strong in the US and much of Asia throughout the past year. The food sector also confirms the appeal of Made in Italy in the world. In fact, there are three food brands including in the top 10, all linked to Ferrero. The first among them, fourth in the total ranking, is Kinder, with a 17% growth compared to last year. This is followed by Nutella, in seventh place with a growth of 16%, and Ferrero Rocher, with a growth of 15%. The other food brand in the top 30 is Barilla, in 21st place, with a growth of 1%. Although too small to enter the top 30 ranking, Icnusa, the Sardinian beer par excellence made by Sardinians and loved by all Sardinians and not just them, is awarded as the most meaningful brand, that is the highest perform performing brand in the index for meeting consumers' needs in relevant ways and or building affinity. It's all for now, it's all for today. Please consume Italian products and, and continue to buy every Italian product you can. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was We The Italian News. I'll see you next Wednesday. Ciao from Rome.